This is Her House, a candid conversation about real estate, finance, and other confusing millennial topics with your hosts, Chrissy Heller and Haley Lenz. Enjoy the show. Yeah, hello. Welcome back to Her House. Welcome back. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. You know, I can just trying to get all the holiday stuff done. It's like over... Overwhelming because I feel like they say you have to like make this time so special for your kids and it's just like not my personality. <laughs> I know. I, I'm really – I like love this, but I also feel like my daughter's like a little too young. So I think next year will be like the first real year. But I feel like for Lola, obviously, like she's got to be super into it. Yeah. And so they're like, make the holidays like magical. And I'm like, oh gosh. Like I am just like – I'm like, should we make cookies? Like what am I What am I not giving you that you need? But the elf on the shelf is actually very cute. Yeah. I think you're pretty good at being like creative and doing like the cute mom things. I was even thinking about, I'm like, you always are good at like taking your kids on activities and signing them up for different things. And oh, I don't know about that. But again, Lola's like older. Like you have like dance is like as much as like it's for her, it's for us. It's like something to do after school that we don't have to entertain her. Right. That's, that's very true. You know, it's funny. So like, you know, we went to a a birthday party this weekend for a two-year-old and like, it was like so cute, so well done. And I'm like, I have zero creativity in my body to be able to do something like make it that like cute and with all the things like. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I just, it's just not, yeah, I just, it's of no interest to me. You and I were never the bedazzlers in our group. No, no. And like, it just actually, it's bad, but like, I, and the party was so cute and it was definitely like, I see why she did that all. It was so adorable and everyone loved everything. Like, I'm just of the mindset, like, like, well, will it add to the fun? You know, like, I'm like, man, eh, we don't need it. We don't need it. You know, but it, then it, we have it and it looks so cute, but it yeah. just can't get there. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Um, so you came over this morning. So I've yes. decided that I'm going to list my house because, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, buy and sell whenever I can. Yes. And I want your honest opinion. What do you think that I need to change or fix? Or like where? how does my house stand up in the market? I mean, I think your house in general, first of all, you know you have a great location. You know it. You have a great floor plan. And it's also very, like, neutral throughout. So, like, in general, like, you're just checking the boxes. Like, you have a, a great house. You have the vaulted ceilings, which everyone typically wants in Arcadia. So, um, but obviously, you have a small child. So, you have a lot of stuff. And so, it's just a matter of making it less, <laughs> looking less lived in and more of a, a like, model home because that's ideally what you what you want yeah no I well we were talking about this before we started recording but like I've sold two houses one with you and it was so much easier before we had kids and the last house we sold only after living there a year now we've been in this house almost three so it's a little different and we have a child but like the amount of stuff that you accumulate and the difficulty that it is to like actually prep Cause I'm like, I basically have seven hours during the day where I'm also working a full-time job to try to like get anything done around the house and like clean up yesterday. I spent like a few, a few of the breaks that I had just like getting things thrown away or like trying to tidy as best I can. But like, obviously you see there's things literally all over the place that are going to have to be moved to take photos and show the house. And it's, it's a different experience than I realized that it was going to be. 
Oh, 1000%. I mean, even like I haven't not sold a home with kids, like when having kids. So, but I, I totally get it. I mean, it's so stressful for parents. I see it all the time and I totally get it. I mean, even just like having people over or like family over at the house, like just the prep to get that ready. Like just when you think you're ready, then you're like, well, I could clean that. I could clean that. I could like, it's just never ending. Like, so I totally get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just in day-to-day life, I feel like now I, I'm cleaning constantly throughout the day and then it's still – the house is actually never clean. It's just a constant continuation. So, oh, you didn't see the outside, the Christmas lights. I think we got to take them down. They look so bad. Okay. I need – I actually didn't even think to – I didn't look at them when I drove by, so I need to look. But, I mean, I think right now it's fine. It's Christmas time. But they're like not – like they're not like flush to the house as Christmas lights should be, you know, like they're kind of like dangling. They look just, Chris did a great job and very, bless his heart. Like he tried really hard. You know what? Up He's himself. out there. I feel like 98% of our neighborhood paid for them to be put yeah, up. Which maybe we should have done. <laughs> <laughs> so he might take those down, to, you know, for photos because, you know. It's, okay. Uh, I'll look. But we can always take a look. have her come back out and take a, a new front photo. Yeah. That's true. So anyway. But about like things in the house, like I'm of like such the mindset and I feel like not most agents would say this, but I'm of the mindset, like keep things out that are, that like people think is like a nice lifestyle. So for example, like people are always hiding all the kids clothes or putting the high chair away. Like, yes, you don't want so many things out, but I don't necessarily think it is bad to keep things out that make it look like a family lives here. Like you're create, you're trying to have anyone that comes look like, oh my God, kids playing. That's happy memories. Like you're trying to evoke thoughts that that's why I love a Peloton. I think people want that, like that fit lifestyle and a Peloton. So they're like, oh, okay. Whoever lives here is like working out, taking care of himself. I'll be like that. Like I truly, I see buyers walk through houses all the time and they're like making note of stuff. And then obviously if something's not clean or, you know, like, I don't know, they just have like junk everywhere. It's like, oh, if I live here, I'm going to have like a slob mentality. But if you have stuff out that just evokes like more happy memories, I think it actually helps. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like how you were talking a while back on like staging and the ROI on that, right? Like you can, you get more for your house if it's staged versus if it's just totally bare. Because if it's bare, people can't really picture themselves living there. I do think that there is a point, like you're right, like you don't want to be like a hoarder or right now, like we've just got a lot of like clutter, like a lot of things out. And I agree, like I can probably keep out like some of the the kid things, but there's just like a lot of everything right now. Like I don't like walking into my house because I feel like there's too much stuff. <laughs> Hence why I feel like we need a bigger house to put the stuff in and then we'll probably just accumulate more. But, you know. I do feel like this age of kids too is like the toughest because they have so much like big stuff and so many like bottles on the counters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And once you can get rid of that, it's like, it's just so like when we got rid of like the formula machine, I was like so oh, excited. You know what I mean? That was therapeutic. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, like big chunky things like getting away is so nice. Yeah. Well, cause it, especially when they are little, little, the counter space that you're like that their stuff takes up in the kitchen. I mean, it, it was basically taking up like a third oh, yeah. of our counter space, just her stuff. And it's, it still is. I've made that little 
Yes. A little area is hers. <laughs> oh, geez. So. But yeah, very exciting. You know what I was going to tell you is that house you were looking at on Montecito, do you know um, that a Suns player bought that? Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey told me. So, Oh, cool. And so speaking of that, I just feel like lately, like the amount of showings I have with people who are like in professional sports or like of a like more like high profile status is like really going up. So that is my ploy for this area. And why I do not think home values are going to drop is because all of these like more like celeb status people are still wanting to move to Arcadia. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't think prices will drop. Is it local celebrities or is it like, are these people that are playing on, like, you know, Phoenix teams? Or well, that's, Phoenix like, the Sunnies player. Um, so, obviously, like, he needs to be here. But I also think, like, a ton of baseball players are buying right now, and they don't live here. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't play here. Obviously, we have spring training, but, like, this is where they're choosing for their families to live, and then they'll play, you know, in, you know, when they're in season. Right, right. Well, you know, I I showed you that girl's TikTok that I saw and I was like, oh, we looked at this house and that was, she's married to like a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't play here. So yeah, that that does make sense. So yes, um, it's, so it's interesting um, because obviously there was news that came out a couple of days ago, I guess it was last week at this point that the Fed is expected to decrease interest rates six times next year. Yes. I think in the short term, this is my take, in the short term, I think that's going to have kind of like some buyer demand driving up. But I also think people will start being like, okay, you know, I'm going to sell my house now because interest rates should, they're supposed to come down 275 basis points, which is 2.75%. So that's kind of getting back to almost like where people that locked in those great mortgages are at. Like, do you think that'll make people list their houses more as well? To me, it almost just seems like it could kind of be like, a whole rising tide, right? Like not just more demand, but also more supply. That's a good point. Um, I st- I still think demand will be more. Like I think inventory will be too low for the demand. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think a lot of people with those really low interest rates are going to do whatever they can to hold that house and then still upgrade to the next one. But even if interest rates come back they're not going to come to 3%, but they may get into the fours again. And then people may say, oh, okay, I can move. True. I mean, I think to a point you're right, but I also think still a lot of people are going to try to keep those houses because if you bought, you know, back in, if you don't need the equity and you just want the lower interest rate, which is what, I mean, a lot of people do want the equity, but a lot of people are going to try to hold on. They put small down payments. They'll keep that you know, even if they refi, I think they're going to try to keep mm-hmm. those houses. Um, so yes, I think to a point you're right, but I still think there's too many people moving here um, and on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So the flip side of this, I do think in the short term, this is going to like drive up demand. My concern is in the long term, the Fed decreasing interest rates, essentially what that means is that the job market's really bad and like there's essentially a recession, right? So like that also in the longer when I say longer term, I mean like a year. When I say shorter term, I mean like three to six months. But like in the next year, like that could essentially be bad for the overall economy, which then could also have a negative impact on house prices. And yeah, I think I think I'm so like dialed into just this area. Yeah. And so, um, which I think is like important when you're buying a house. Like I think sometimes people want to go to like 
you know, different areas because you can get a better deal. And I think there's so there's definitely a case for that 1000%. But I think also like sometimes get buying in those high demand areas that are always like asking for the higher price per square foot. Like maybe you get a smaller house in that area because those values hold a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could see like the outskirts definitely that happening. I think in this particular area of Arcadia, we won't see it as yeah. much. I totally agree with you. I think there's like obviously pockets of places that won't be as impacted at any time that there's like yes. any kind of recession right. or like any kind of, you know, housing slowdown, like different impact, different areas are impacted differently. Um, but like that, outs- like if the outskirts change, that does still have some kind of an impact on, you know, wherever you are. But, you know, I was actually, Chris and I were looking last night because you know, the next house I want to live in, like, I, I like every single thing about my house except for the size. Like, I just feel like there needs to be a little bit more space. Like, I like my exact location. I like, you know, mm-hmm. yes, we've got like 10 foot ceilings and like the hardwood floors. Everything is just like exactly what I want except for the location. But I was like, also, except for the size, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sorry. The location is exactly where I want to be too. Like, even like moving like a block away, I'm like, oh, this is like not exactly where. No, I know. You get so used to like your. Like exactly yes. how long it takes and then you revolve your life around that. Yeah. I right. Well, and I was realizing like in, in past places that we've owned and, and sold and moved away from, like in LA, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, we live in a condo. So, you know, let's move into a house because that was, you know, a better thing and we wanted to move to Arizona. And so moving into a house, it was like already, you know, the house itself wasn't as nice as our condo was in, in LA, but it was much bigger. It was a four bedroom versus a two bedroom condo. We had a backyard. It was great. And then it was kind of like, oh, hey, like, let's move again. And wherever we were looking was going to be better than what we currently had. But now I feel like we're in the position, it was like, wait, like, we're in exactly the location that we want to be. Like, the house is ideal. Like, everything is good, except we just need, like, a little bit bigger and, like, probably a little slightly different, like, layout for a kid. Just, I think our house is a little too open to have a kid. Like, I got a container somehow. Um, and that won't be forever, obviously. Right, but, like right, that's right. my predicament that I'm in. It's just like – so I started looking at some places actually in Central and the houses there are so cool and unique and like beautiful. And I like, oh. literally love like North Central Phoenix. Like I think it's – I would – I think first of all, I think the value is so good there. Yeah. 25% less basically than what you're getting here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so good. Um, you still get like walkability. You get great restaurants. The only thing for me, and I've con- I'm consider, I've like been like, hmm, that sounds really good. Like, it, I think you get the same vibes as living here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would totally see that, and I think those values, I think that's a great play. Like finding like the next best kind of area that's right. very much like the top one, kind of, and then it will grow into that. Um, I was just on the phone with a developer and we have like three specs going there and we're asking like, we're still dialing price, but like 550 to 600 a foot for these like brand new, new construction homes that in Arcadia would be like way more. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, do you think we're okay on price? And in my mind, I'm like, yes, like this is so good. Like your location is still great. Um, the only thing I don't like love about, I feel like it's a little bit more congested over there, um, mm-hmm. yeah. like traffic wise, but otherwise, like, I think it's 
I love it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, it does seem like a little bit more busy, but the the lot sizes are really great. You get the vibe of like the really neighborhoody. There's lots of like overgrown trees, not overgrown, but like grown in, like you know, mature trees. It's mature. So, um, no, I love that area. I was because I I just was like, okay, I want to stay in this area, but if for some reason I can't stay in this area, what's the next best thing? And I was like, oh, this is the next best thing. Yeah, have like the kind of houses that I like. Because I, I couldn't see myself moving to um, like the Gilbert Chandler area because everything is basically you're just in like a you know master plan community, which is great if that's yeah. what you want. But that's like not the the vibe I want, you know? Well, yeah. And I just like one of the reasons like of draw to Arcadia, I think same to North Central is it doesn't feel like you're in Arizona. Right. And I like – I think I just like that. I'm not like wanting a cactus in my front yard. Like I – and that's like the vibe of yeah. North Central. Yeah, totally. No, I'm like very confused when it comes to real estate because in one mindset, I do want to like live out in the desert, like really far out away from people. But on the other side, I like want to live like where things are happening. Yeah, it's like you see the grass there basically and here. Those yeah. are like the two areas where there's grass. And it's so <laughs> nice. Totally. Um, okay, wait. So the other thing that I wanted to tell you about. So because I, you know, started um, – Basically, my t- my TikTok hobby is going away and my Zillow hobby is coming back. So this is probably a bad thing. Oh, no, you're not. Um, you're not stopping TikTok, are you? No, I'm not going to stop posting, but I've been much more I, – I haven't been on it as much because I've been looking at houses oh, again. Oh, gotcha. Should we tell everyone to, where to find you on TikTok? My TikTok <laughs> handle is Haley going places if you are interested. <laughs> Great post, outfits. Post my outfits on there. Yes. Um, so I've been starting to look at houses. So I went to some open houses this weekend. Yes. And one of them that I want. Where did to. which like area over here? here. Okay, here. Uh, south of Indian School though. Okay, but um, you know, because <laughs> things are a little, little slightly cheaper yes. south of Indian School. Anyway, so I, I go to a house, beautiful by the way, um, and I'm talking to the agent, and you know, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I am actually going to be listing my house, so I'm kind of you know seriously looking. But one of the things she said to me just totally turned me off at the very end, and. I'm so curious to see like what you think about this because this is a negotiation tactic I think we leverage like in any kind of sales to a different degree because obviously I sell a commodity and you sell, you know, something that is like each house is unique, you know, even if the floor plan is not unique, the exact location. So you're selling like a, um, a, a scarce resource essentially. But she said, oh yeah, like, you know, talk, talk to Chrissy, you know, like have her ask me any questions. I think we're having an offer today. And I literally was like, eh, I don't want to fight for a house. Like I have no desire to fight for a house. Like if you have an offer coming in, I don't care. I'm over it. I literally immediately walked out and I was like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Okay. So that is just, in my opinion, like your negotiation needs to change with the market, right? Mm-hmm. So like buyers are savvy. They like buyers are savvier than ever because of all of the information you have access to, right? So like I was even thinking about this the other day. Like we used to strategize so much about like price and don't price something at say 500,000 or don't price it at 499, price it at 500 because then you hit like both brackets when people are searching. And I think there's like a little bit to that, but at the end of the day, buyers have so much access to stuff and they become a, like people live on Zillow when mm-hmm. they're when they're looking at homes. So it's like, they're not missing anything. Yeah. So I just, that's why I think like photos are so important because they're looking at everything. But yeah, I mean that negotiation tactic, like 
it's just right now it's like, you know, we would love, in my opinion, it's like, Hey, we would love to work with you. The seller's looking for an offer. Like sometimes right now in this market, I'll be like, you know, we have a ton of people circling, but no one is making a move. In fact, the line I use currently because we are trying so hard to get offers from anyone. And I think a lot of people, you know, buyers are like, I'm not overpaying right now. I want a deal. Right. So my line is always like, when people are like, Oh, do you have anyone interested? Or do you have any offers? I'm always like, you know, we have a lot of people circling, but no one is putting anything in writing, put something in writing. I promise you, I will not go to all of those buyers and shop your offer. If you put something in, we want to work with you because you're trying to get the house. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I'm like, Hey, like let's do a deal. And I want to work with you. So I don't know. Yes. I just think like the, the, the ta- it's just not, you have to feel where the market's at and telling people that there's an offer. It's like, okay, then we'll go away. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, and that, again, I, I understand a house is a scarce resource. It's a little different than, you know, what I'm selling, but I, I feel like I work with a lot of buyers and software sales where you try to put an offer out and, and usually the way that we're negotiating, it's like, okay, can you sign this tomorrow? Or, you know, can you sign this this quarter kind of thing? And it's like, Hey, you'll get this deal if you sign this quarter. And there's a lot of buyers that are like, I don't want that pressure. Like, I don't need this enough. I don't need that pressure. Like, don't put that on me. Cause they know they're going to, you know, still, it's like the deal's still going to be there. Right. Like we want to work with them. I think what you just said in terms of how you negotiate is exactly why you are a great salesperson because oh, you get on the same side of the table as your prospective client. Well, I think the best advice I was ever given was by Peter and Cindy Lormer and when I worked in LA and they were like, do not work against the other side. Yes. Work as a team. And so it's like so many agents. And I think it's the classic sign of inexperience or desperation is like, they get so whatever. It's like, no, let me know how we can put this deal together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can still figure out like, what I have. Um, I think on the other end, it's so hard too. like, you'll still, you know, being on the buy side, like I just had someone and she was like, Hey, like, is there room on this house or do like, we have to make, do we have to write a full price offer? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there's definitely room on this house. But the way you just presented that to me tells me they're willing to pay full price because you just asked me if they need to. And I know they love it because mm-hmm. they've seen it three times. So now I'm going to tell you in that instance, I'm going to say, oh, no, we have a lot of interest. Like we're pre- like, you know, look at our price. We're priced really reasonably. That's why this is going to go quick. Right. In this market, I would typically never say that. But I know they've seen it three times. And the way she phrased it, I'm like, oh, they'll pay it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to at least try to get it. Totally. Oh, I, honestly, I've told you this before. If, like, you ever look to make a career move, you know, just, just call me. Because, <laughs> but, like, you, you put it perfectly. The thing is, is at the end of the day, like, what makes a great salesperson is – like working with the other side. And I always tell my team this, like don't ever be adversarial to your prospective clients. Do not ever be adversarial. Like they want to make this work as much as you do. And, you know, in in our case, like we're working with a business where there's lots of decision makers and, you know, somebody else has a budget, you know, in your case, you're working with somebody and it's their own money, right? It's their own decision, but it's the same thing. It's like you, like people will buy from who they like Mm -hmm. and they want to feel like, everybody wants to feel like they're getting a deal. They want to walk away from that deal feeling good about it and not feeling like they got gypped, right? And it's like, that's exactly what you're offering someone. So it's like, to me, if someone's just like, oh, 
we're expecting an offer today. I'm like, no, not, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> right. And I do feel like that's why like we show all of our listings one from a sales mm-hmm. standpoint, like obviously like if you're at the house, you can sell it better, but also from a negotiation standpoint. Yeah. So like I showed a house three times, I heard their conversations. I know what their motivation is. I know like, you know, I, I could sense what they were looking at. If you're opening cabinets, if you're opening the refrigerator, if you're looking at storage, if you're looking into the garage three times, you really like this house, right? If I'm not there, I don't know. Right. So now I know you really like this house. I'm asking the agent, oh, busy day today. Are you guys out for a while? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Six houses. That's a lot. Oh, now you want to come back and see ours. Okay. So you've seen everything on the market because I know what's on the market in your price range. So you've seen every house and now you're coming back to ours. Mm -hmm. It's like those little tidbits that you get. Like at the end of the day, I'm using it all for negotiation. Oh, totally. I mean, that's how like I get on, you know, calls with clients and it's exactly the same thing. It's just like, Everybody will give you their little tells of, okay, this is how I'm going to negotiate this. And sometimes flat out people will be like, this is what I want. And it's like, great. Thank you for telling me that because now I can go back and like put something together and just like make it work for both of us. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I do feel like, I don't know, like negotiations just become so, like the deals that we've done the most agent deals with are just like obviously the most experienced, but those negotiations the buyer and seller both end up really happy, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, it, it, they're just such a more like enjoyable negotiation versus like people who don't have experience or like, unfortunately need the paycheck so bad. Mm-hmm. You can just tell they're like so desperate to put it together. And it's like, okay, no. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's actually sad sometimes. But I mean, and it's, it's hard. That's why, like, I honestly think if I were to sell my own house, I truly think this, like, I probably wouldn't do it all on my own. Oh yeah. Cause you're too invested. I'm way too invested. And I would get emotional and that's when you don't think right. And like, mm-hmm. that's when you just like show all your cards. I mean, when we were buying our house, don't tell Joey this, we probably could have gotten it for less, but he knows I like went in and I was like, we love this house. We'll do absolutely anything <laughs> together. Like, what can we do? You know what I mean? You, you laid your cards out on the table a little I too much. I laid them all out. I mean, we would have paid full price if we could have afforded it. We couldn't have, like we paid like the, she came to finally a number we could have, we could like throw every penny together. We're like, sure, <laughs> sure. But, and this is the thing too, like in the long run, you guys have been in your house, what, like five, six years? Six. six? So it's like in the long run, like of real estate, like you always come out on top regardless. So it's like, if you're planning to stay in a place long-term, you know, and you're happy, you probably aren't going to overpay if you are trying to, you know, make it more of like a, you know, a game. Right. And that's what will be interesting too. That's like interesting because I feel like so many people, like, and you guys bought during COVID, but kind of before it went crazy, but like, I feel like we will see a lot of people moving that bought during COVID because people were like just offering on whatever. Right. And so maybe now people will be like, wait, this doesn't work. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it also means that maybe the best inventory won't be hitting the market. Right. But um, I do think that like maybe you'll see, whereas like maybe people that bought, you know, six, seven, eight years ago will be like, well, this works because mm-hmm. 
I was able to be pickier at that time. Yes. I think that's that's one of the big things that's been an issue essentially the last three years is it's really hard to get all the things that you want. And I think people, you end up settling. And we've talked about this before. I think in a lot of stages in your life, you definitely should settle on yes. you know something smaller, less bedrooms because you can build equity and then roll that into the next place. But you know, I feel like for for my neck my next place, like I I wanted to check every single box because I don't want to have to move again or to have to upgrade again because it's kind of like you know. But I love moving, so maybe I will. But I don't want to have to. You don't want to have to. Whereas I feel like you know here, even moving into this house, we we're like this is amazing. We can probably stay here a long time. But we also in the back of our mind, like you know, we always wanted that like fifth room for something, and now I'm like we need that like one more room kind right. of thing. And because we don't have it, it's like now we've got to figure out how to get it. Exactly. And you guys are like so unique, not so unique, but like the fact that you guys both need dedicated offices is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make anyone's house feel much smaller, you know? Yeah. No, one of my coworkers was basically just like, kind of like ragging on me, like, Haley, come on now. Like <laughs> you live in a four bedroom house. And I'm like, I know, but like we're both in sales, we're both on calls all day. My husband and I have to have our own offices. We have a child. It's just- yeah. No. And you want another one. So yeah. It's so like- it's kind of like, you know, if we're going to grow our family, we like, oh, we could make it work. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. you know, I know how privileged I am to be able to say that I can go and like, you know, try to find a new house. But yeah, it's, it is, it's definitely much more difficult than it's ever been in the past because before I was happy settling with anything. Cause it's like, okay, great. You know, we'll do this. We'll build it to the next thing. And now I'm kind of like, okay, well, like this is kind of like the final step in the ladder almost of mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to make sure I'm checking all the boxes because I don't want to have to be like missing something going forward. Do you think you're going to be sad to leave this house just because yeah. like, it's where you brought Cammy home? Not even because I, it's where I – well, maybe a little bit because of that. But I do feel like this is the first house that was just like our house. And like I said, it's it's it has pretty much everything that we want except for this, this, the space, you know? Right. Like it's – so that's why I'm really struggling of like, oh, like I can't even move like a block away because it's like, oh, it's like not exactly in the neighborhood that I want to be in anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so – that to me is the hard part is like, to me, our location is pretty much perfect. I mean, if we lived one to two blocks North, that would probably be a little bit more perfect, but. <laughs> well, I think it's hard too. Cause like, I don't know. I'm like, and you grew up in like the same neighborhood. Like, I feel like if you move to North central, like that's great. I think North central, I mean, I don't want you to, cause you'd be further, but like, that's a great neighborhood. But I feel like you're like committing your life to that. Like, mm-hmm. because not, I mean, that's dramatic, but like, you're, that's where Cammy's going to meet our friends. Like I'm already like, shoot, I don't want to move areas because like Lola's got these little friends and oh my gosh. And like, so I feel like the older your kids get and then you move to an area, you're like, this is going to, mm-hmm. this is going to be it. Well, I'm realizing now, yeah, it is harder. Cause it's like, okay, we have our gym, which we could go to a different gym, but like, I love our gym. We have our daycare. Like we could go to a different daycare, but like I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. So that's the other thing. It's like, it's hard to try to like totally uproot to go 10 minutes away even. Right. It's that it's weird now at this age. Whereas yeah. before, like that's why I keep saying it's like it was so easy to just like make a move and get up and do it. And now I'm like, whoa, I understand now why people stay put. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well even when thinking about schools for Lola, like there's this really good school in North Central that our neighbor like loves and we were like, you know, I think it's like probably like of all the people I've talked to, it's like the best. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like loves it. And so it's like, maybe it wouldn't be bad to drive like 15 or 20 minutes. Like you get your kids in the car, you can talk to them. But then the more Joey and I thought about it, we're like, 
but that means all of their friends will also live over there. So it's like 15 to 20 minutes. Whereas like now everyone's like in a very close totally. thing. And so it's just weird to yeah. think about. Well, we're very blessed that we live in a neighborhood that everything, like we have two malls within seven minutes from us. We have, you know, not that like the locate the distance to the mall is that big of a deal. Oh, like, I, I, you know, I, but I <laughs> like <laughs> 10 minutes or less from Nordstrom, like that's, I mean, that is why I would never move to Tucson. Like, I think Tucson's oh, yeah. like, I mean, I think for like retirement or whatever, like it's pretty blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I can't live anywhere that doesn't have a Nordstrom. Yeah. I no, truly don't get how I, they don't. I, that was my first thought about when I was looking at the houses in Central, which by the way, I would like to maybe go look at some. Yeah, sure. I'll show you them after, after we're done recording. But I was like, ooh, ooh, the mall's not over there. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I guess like the closest place you'd go would be like the Biltmore. Right. Right. But. The Biltmore, I mean, I don't think, I don't consider that a mall. It's fine. It's like a secondary mall. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> like thing. But like, it's important. Like, even though it sounds crazy, it's like, you go to the mall. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's like, like, just convenience of how, not that I ever leave my house. I literally probably spend 23 hours and 45 minutes a day at my house. But the fact that things are in close proximity, I think does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what makes this area this area. I mean, yeah, you know, I've been pushing that on my social, but like, I really do feel like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that beats it. Like, we literally have seven minutes to either mall. We have 10 minutes to the airport. We're, you know, walking distance from multiple restaurants and easy things to get to. Yeah. I mean, you don't really get that. Well, much yeah. Place on else my social media, I did like a reel and mm-hmm. I walked the neighborhood and I was like, I mean, I always knew we had so much room, but I was like, oh, my God. Like, I couldn't I couldn't get them all. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there is a lot yeah. within, like, a one-mile radius. So, anyway. Cool. Well, you know. That's it. Should we wrap it up? That's yeah. a, that's our fun. So, yeah. Yes. If anybody wants to buy my house, call Chrissy. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, well, we have it coming. So. All right. All right. This is great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Her House please be sure to rate and subscribe.